The following message is brought to you by New Song Church and Pastor Joshua Blunt in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. For more information on New Song, visit us online at newsongpeople.com. We're beginning a brand new series today called Dual Citizen. And really at the heart of this, this series, what we're going to be talking about is this idea of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven or kingdom living. And if you've been around the church world, you've probably heard that talked about before. You've heard people mentioning the kingdom. And if you have, it's for good reason. The Bible has a lot to say about the kingdom. In fact, 68 times in the New Testament, we see uh, the, the kingdom being referenced. And, and if you really begin to study the life of Jesus and the gospel message that Jesus brought to the world, it was the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus came to bring a message of a new kingdom that was available for us to walk in and for us to, to live in. And, and what I've discovered, though, is there's a lot of people and believers, Christians, who really have no idea what the kingdom is all about. Like, we hear about it, but it sound, it's just kind of this, this thing that we're kind of going, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm, I agree with that, but I don't really know what that is. And so our goal over the next several weeks is to help you understand what this kingdom living stuff is all about, what the kingdom of heaven is all about, when it's all about, what's available to you because of the kingdom, what's available to the world through you because of the kingdom. And, uh, and I really believe this series is going to be a game changer for many of you. So Philippians chapter 3, starting verse 20, says this, for our citizenship is in heaven. Turn to the person beside you and say, I'm a citizen of heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. If you've made Jesus the Lord of your life, if you have, and when I say Lord of your life, I didn't say Savior of your life. <laughs> I'm not talking about just lifting your hand and saying, yeah, that sounds good. I'm going to live my life whichever way I want to, but this is my fire insurance. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you, you say, God, you're the Lord of my life. I repent for my sins, which means I turn away from those. I'm going to live for you. I'm surrendering to the work of Jesus Christ. I'm going to follow you all the days of my life. The day that you do that, you choose to make that decision. The Bible says that you're born again. You receive a brand new spirit, and in that moment, you are born into this kingdom of heaven, this kingdom idea. See, here's what the kingdom is. If you're taking notes, jot this down. The kingdom of heaven is anywhere that the rule of God is taking place. The kingdom of heaven is anywhere that the rule of God is taking place. So when you make Jesus the Lord of your life and you're born again, the rule of God begins to take place inside of you. And so listen, you become in that moment a kingdom carrier. You are carrying the kingdom of God within you. Uh, Jesus said it like this, John 3, 3, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. So Jesus is referencing this idea of being born again, being saved, accepting the work that he was going to do on the cross. And when you receive that, you can now see and experience what's called kingdom living and have that in your life. So, so here's the next thing you need to write down if you're taking notes this morning. The kingdom is made available at salvation. The kingdom is made available at salvation. Now hold on to that. We're going to talk a lot about that today. It says in verse 6, same chapter, John 3. It says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Okay, so this is where this dual citizenship stuff comes from. When you were born into this world, you were born of flesh, and you were born of the flesh, and you have citizenship in the native land of your physical birth. So if you're born in America, you're an American citizen. 
You're born on this planet. You're a citizen of the planet Earth. You guys tracking with me? But at the same time, when you're made alive in Christ Jesus, you're born of the Spirit of God, and you have residence or citizenship in the kingdom of your spiritual birth, which is the kingdom of heaven. So you guys see, and this is where this dual citizenship comes from. You were born in the flesh in this kingdom of this earth, but you were born and made alive in the spirit in the kingdom of heaven. So you're a dual citizen. You have citizenship in heaven and on earth. That's where this comes from. Okay, so it's important that you understand this because if you know anything about citizenship, you understand that with citizenship, you have status, you have rights, and you have responsibilities. In fact, that's what citizenship means. A citizenship is a publicly recognized legal status that authorizes someone to rights and responsibilities. So, for example, I'm a citizen of planet Earth, like many of you, like most of you, like hopefully all of you. <laughs> if you're not a citizen of planet Earth, don't tell anyone. Because <laughs> they will think you're weird, because you are. We all are, right? And you're a citizen of America. Like if, if you're born in America. I was born in America. I was born in Texas. Did you guys know that? I was born in Texas? Okay, just letting you know. Just, just get that out there. But I, I like Oklahoma. I live most of my life in Oklahoma. So I'm an Okie. I would call myself an Okie. That's why there's an O-U in my name. B-L-O-U-N-T. There you go. Amen. But as an American citizen, I have rights... I have status in this country. I'm an American citizen. And because of that, I have rights in this country. Like I have the right to vote, which by the way is also a responsibility that we have as American citizens. And I'm just encouraging you. We have elections coming up and it's our responsibility to vote in these elections and to vote biblical values if you're a Christian. Not to just vote your opinion, not to just vote what you, what you think you want to vote for, but to vote what the Bible has to say. And listen, neither of the candidates that exist are perfect. But what your job is to do is to process what they stand for based on the word of God and to vote accordingly. That's your job. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. I'm going to tell you to vote based on the word. That's what I'm going to tell you. But that's your right and that's your responsibility. You also have a right, if you live in this country, to carry a firearm if you want to, to bear arms. You have a right to speak freely in this country, to protest. You have a right to, you can, if you're an American citizen, you can run for office. If you live in this country, there's certain jobs that are available to you if you're an American citizen, federal jobs that you can have. Uh, you, you have the right to enlist in the military and fight for our country if you're an American citizen. And so here's what happens. We grow up and we're educated in our status as American citizens. And then we're told what rights we have and what responsibilities we have. And, and so here's what happens. When we understand the rights that we have, we get ticked off when somebody messes with our rights, don't we? Like we've seen that this year. Some of our rights have been getting kind of messed with and we don't like it very much, do we? Do we, church? No, we don't always like that. But here's the thing. I want you to understand today, you have rights and responsibilities and status in the kingdom of heaven. And some of you need to get a little holy discontent based on some of the rights that are rightfully yours that you're not walking in. Because you don't understand who you are. You don't understand whose you are. You don't understand the status you have. You don't understand the rights that you have. And when those rights are available, you miss out. And you, some of you need to get a little ticked off because someone's messing with your rights as a child of God. So, so here's your status. You know what your status is? You're a child of God. You're born again. 
So we're talking about a kingdom, right? Guess what? The king of the kingdom is your dad. You're a king's kid. If you're a child of God, that's really good news. The Bible says you're royalty. This is who you are because of what Jesus Christ has done. You have status in this kingdom. And because of that, you have certain rights that are made available through Jesus Christ. You have the right to salvation, the right to forgiveness of sins. That's a right that you can grab a hold of through Jesus Christ. You have the right to freedom. You don't have to be bound. You can be free through Jesus Christ. You have the right to provision. You don't have to be poor. Amen? Amen. You have the right to be provided for. You have the right to be blessed in such a way that you can be a blessing to the world around you. That's what God's called you to. You have the right to healing. Spirit, soul, and body healing. God wants you emotionally healed. He wants you mentally healed. He wants you physically healed. I can back all this up with scripture. You have status and you have rights and with that comes responsibility. Let's let's talk about your rights just a little bit more because see, here's the problem. A lot of people, we process this kingdom of God stuff from a perspective of someday. And because we process it from the perspective of someday but not now, we miss out on some of what God has for you. And what we'll do is we'll process a verse like John 3, 3 from a someday perspective. And so we'll read it. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. And we'll process that from this perspective. Okay, what Jesus was saying was, if I don't get saved, I can't go to heaven someday. So someday I can go to heaven. But, but now, I, I can't have that now. Someday I'll, I'll go to heaven, I'll fly away. And when I get to heaven, I, I, can, I can be free in heaven. And I can be healed in heaven. And I can have a a close connection with God in heaven. And I can have peace in in heaven someday. But that's that's for someday. That's that's not necessarily for for now. But what I want you to know today is is part of what Jesus came to make available to you is heaven. Yes. And and as a Christian, man, that's amazing. Someday, if if you made Jesus Lord of your life, you will never taste death. When this life is over, the moment you breathe your last breath, you'll immediately be in the presence of God. You will never taste death. That's a, it, it won't be like, you'll die, and then it's like, okay, now we got to, like Darby O'Gill, travel you to heaven. <laughs> Nobody knows Darby O'Gill in here but me. <laughs> really old Disney movie. Okay. It's on Disney Plus, so you can watch it. It's weird. <laughs> the Banshee's in it. The Banshee! Okay. <laughs> but there's not like this period of time getting to heaven. Like immediately, you're in the presence of God. Amen. Immediately. So, so the media, like God made that available to you. He made that possible for you. But I also want you to know that Jesus didn't just die on the cross so that someday you could escape hell. Like that's not the gospel. The gospel isn't a someday gospel. It's a today gospel. And, and the gospel of the kingdom of Jesus Christ is a now gospel. The gospel of the kingdom isn't just about getting us to heaven someday. It's about getting heaven in us and through us today. Let me, let me say that again. The gospel isn't about getting you to heaven someday. It isn't just about that. It's about getting heaven in you and through you today. And the ministry that we see Jesus and the gospel that we see Jesus sharing with the world wasn't just focused on escaping hell. It wasn't just a post-mortem gospel. It was a gospel now. It was a good news now. It was a kingdom now gospel. And what Jesus wants us doing is expanding the kingdom in the here and the now. Look at this with me. Mark chapter 1 verse 14. This is talking about Jesus, his ministry that he came to do. This is the very beginning of his ministry. It says, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of what? The kingdom of heaven. 
And look at this, and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, believe in the gospel. Jesus is saying, hey, it's right here. It's at hand. It's, it's within reach. I love the message translation. It says, time's up. God's kingdom is here. Change your life and believe the message. The kingdom of heaven is now. And this is important to understand because here's the thing. If you see the kingdom as a someday kingdom, you'll forfeit what you could have today waiting for tomorrow. See, I, I don't know about you, but I don't necessarily fight for things today that I'm expecting tomorrow. And I think one of the great lies of the enemy to the church world today is, is not just telling you you can't ever have it, it's telling you you can't have it now. So you won't stand in faith for it now. Because listen, this stuff that I'm talking about, it's going to take a fight. But you won't fight for something today if you're, if you're waiting for it tomorrow. Let me, let me try to illustrate this for you, okay? I have a picture here of, of a kingdom, all right? And some of you may recognize this. This is... The, the entrance, the turnstiles to Disney World, which is also called the Magic Kingdom. It's not really a kingdom, just so you know. It's a, it's a theme park, okay? But it'll serve for the illustration today. But if you've been there, uh, it's a pretty fun place. There's rides and food and shows and parades and fireworks and characters. It's this pretty neat place. Okay, so I want you to imagine something with me. Imagine you're standing outside of those gates, and you can kind of see the beginning of it. You can see what's available and you're excited about it and you want to go in, but you don't have a ticket. And so you're standing there and all of a sudden somebody walks up to you and it's Bob Chopik, which if you don't know, Bob Chopik is the CEO of the Walt Disney Corporation. So he is the head honcho. He's the boss, right? And he comes up to you and he says, congratulations, you've been given special status. You are VIP. We have a ticket for you. And with this ticket, you can go into the park and enjoy everything the park has to offer. And it's all been taken care of. I actually purchased this for you myself. It's for you to enjoy. You can take as many people as you want to with you. You can invite them. And if they go, they can come in with you as many as you want. And with this ticket, you got VIP access. You can go, you'll have special seating at the show, special seating at the parade. You can get any, any food that you want that's available. You can just have it. Uh, you, can, you can skip ahead in the lines. Amen. That's such good news when you're at Disney, if you could do that. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there's, there's even places in the park that aren't available to everybody. But if you'll just ask, you can go to those secret places not everybody else can go to. And he says, this is, this is for you and it's paid for. You don't have to pay a dime for it. You can bring everybody with you. But, but here's the thing. Here's the catch. It's not for today. It's for someday. It's for someday in the future. I can't tell you when exactly, but, but someday you'll get to step into this kingdom and enjoy everything this kingdom has to offer. Now, if it's me, I'm going to be a little disappointed that I can't go in today, but I'm also going to be pretty excited because someday I get to enjoy all that this kingdom has to offer, all that the magic kingdom has. And now because I'm, uh, my perspective is, is based on someday, I'm going to process everything from that. So now I'm standing outside the gates. I'm not going to be frustrated when I'm not experiencing the thrill of the rides because I'm not expecting to experience the thrill of the rides from outside of the gate. I'm not in that kingdom. So I'm, I'm not enjoying that, but I can't. It's a, it's a someday thing. I'm not going to be, you know, wondering like, why are the characters not coming up to me wanting to take a picture with me? What's the deal? No, I'm not going to be worried about that because I'm not expecting that because I'm outside of the gates. I'm not going to be, you know, mad when I can't see the fireworks show because I don't expect to see the fireworks show from outside of the gates. Are you guys tracking with me? See, see, here's the idea. 
your perspective shapes your expectation. If you're taking notes, jot that down. Your perspective shapes your expectation. If my perspective is a someday perspective, then my expectation is not for the here and now, it's for the future someday. And so I'm not going to be upset with what I'm not walking in because someday I will. Now, let me give you the same scenario, but from a different perspective. Same exact scenario. You're outside of the gates. You want to go in, but you can't. Bob Chopic walks up to you. He says, hey, you're VIP. You got special access to this park today. We recognize you. We've given you this special status, and you can go in and enjoy everything the park has to offer. You can bring as many people as you want to with you. You can skip ahead in the lines. You'll have special uh, seating at shows and parades. You can have as much food as you want. There's places in the park not everybody else can go to that you're going to get to go to. It's all been taken care of. It's all been paid for. And you can have it right now. You can walk into it right now. So man, I don't know about you, but there is a skip in my step. I'm going to be excited as I bounce up to those turnstiles. And I walk up there with my ticket and I'm ready to go in. And imagine there's some greasy little Disney employee standing there. (laughs) Wheezy looking dude. And I hand him my ticket he looks at me and he says, sorry, this isn't going to work. What do you mean it's not going to work? He says, well, this ticket, this isn't for today. This is for some other time. And it's not really for you. This is for others. It's like, bro, <laughs> uh, I was just talking to Bob Chopic. Like, you know him. He's your boss. He's everybody's boss around here. And he said, I'm VIP. He said, I have special status. He said, I could walk in and enjoy everything this kingdom has to offer. So I'm walking in and I'm going to enjoy everything this kingdom has to offer. And I'm bringing all these people with me. We're going in and we're going in now. So he looks at me with a little greasy look on his face. He's greasy. And he says, okay, you can come in, but you can't do everything because we've heard about you. We know some of the stuff that you've done in your past and you can come in, you can walk around, but there's certain aspects to this that are, they're not for you. No, dude, you don't get it. Bob Chopic said, I can do whatever I want in this kingdom. He gave me special status. He gave me this ticket and he said, I can go in and I can enjoy everything this park has to offer. So as for me and this house of people, we're going in and we're going to enjoy everything that this park has to offer. Now, here's what I hope you're getting this morning. You have been given access to the kingdom of God through Jesus Christ. Jesus, the CEO of this thing made it possible so you can step in by his blood to the kingdom of heaven. Now it's a available to you now. And the greasy devil is going to come up to you and he's going to say, no, 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 you can't have that. That's not for you. That's for somebody else. And when he does, you got to be, you got to know what's available to you. You got to know when it's available for you, because if you don't, you'll stand outside the gate waiting for something someday that God wants you to have today. God made a way. Jesus made a way so you can step into this stuff now. But some of you are processing it from, well, someday, someday I'll be blessed. Someday I'll be healed. Someday I'll be free. Some great day when this life is over, I'll fly away and I'll I'll have all that. No, no, no. That great day is today. That old life, that dead life is over. It's a new day in Jesus Christ and the kingdom is available to you now. Can I get an amen? Amen. But if you see the kingdom from the someday perspective, you're going to forfeit what you could have today waiting for tomorrow. So your perspective shapes your expectation. But here's the second part of that. Your expectation shapes your experience. Because see, your expectation has to do with your faith. And the Bible says in Hebrews eleven six, 6, without faith, it's impossible to please God. 
And when we read that, sometimes we think, well, God must be hard to please. No, 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 that's not the deal. It's not that God's up in heaven looking at you saying, you better please me. What it's really talking about here is it's talking about what actually brings pleasure to God. And it's impossible for your life to bring pleasure to God if you're not walking by faith. And so what brings pleasure to God? Check this out. Luke 12, 32. It is your father's good, say this word with me, pleasure. Say it again, pleasure. So this is what pleases God to give you the kingdom. You know what pleases God? Giving you the kingdom. You walking in the fullness of life that Jesus called you to walk in. You having a connection to God like he wants you to have, close with him. You being healed and blessed and set free. You walking and experiencing the kingdom of God in your life and you bringing the kingdom of God into your world. That's what pleases God. That's what God wants to see you experiencing. And your perspective is gonna shape that expectation. So if it's someday, you're not gonna have it today because you won't walk by faith today because it's coming someday. And your expectation shapes your experience. So, so understand, church, we're not living waiting for the kingdom. We're living from the kingdom. If you're a child of God, the kingdom is in you, and our job is to bring the kingdom into this world. Yeah. The Bible says it like this in Matthew chapter 10. Jesus is sending out his disciples, and he's sending them out to do this kingdom work. Look at this, verse 7. He says, as you go, proclaim this message. So this is the message that disciples are called to proclaim. And by the way, you're a disciple if you've made Jesus the Lord of your life. What is it? The kingdom of God has come near. That's the message we bring to the world. That's the message I'm bringing to you today. The kingdom of heaven, it's in reach. It's here. It's near. It's for you today. Now look at this. Look at what it says next. Look at what we see. Verse 8, heal the sick. Raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you have received the kingdom, freely give. And what you're going to discover as you start studying the kingdom of God is when the Bible talks about this kingdom living, around it, we see stuff that is flipping this world on its head. Like the kingdom of God is flipping systems that exist in the world on our head political systems of, the, of Jesus' day were being flipped on their head. Uh, religious systems of the day were being flipped upside down. It was no longer about rituals and routines. Jesus was bringing a different message, a kingdom gospel to the world. And right around that too, you're going to see these works are taking place in the natural world that's bringing kingdom principles into the natural. People are being healed. People are being set free. Leprosy, people that are being eaten up by stuff. It's, it's, it's being cleansed off of them. This is the work of the kingdom. And I want you to know, this is gonna be counterculture to the world we live in today. It's, it's, it's kind of like this. It's almost like this kingdom message that Jesus wants us to walk in is gonna upset the ordinary a little bit. <laughs> Just so you know, it totally is. The world is not going to understand this. And, and in order for us to walk in the fullness of it, we're going to have to sometimes grit our teeth and hold on tight to what God is saying, what his word is saying, when the world around us is, is mocking us, is making fun of us, is saying we're wrong, is saying we're crazy. People in the world will look at a church like this today and they say we're crazy being in here. But I'm just here to tell you, God has supernaturally protected this church. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, we had a person one, one week come up to us and they're like, it's like coronavirus doesn't even exist in this place. I said, yeah, you're right, it doesn't. 
because we're children of God. We don't operate under this kingdom. I don't care what's going on in the world around me. Amen? Amen. And that's why you're here, by the way. That's what I love about where we're at as a church right now is I know all you people are walking in faith. It's so cool. But we're called to bring this kingdom of heaven into the world. In order to do that, we're going to have to grit our teeth. We're going to have to fight. We're going to have to want it. Matthew 11 says this. Jesus says this. He says, And from the time of John the Baptist began preaching until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and violent people are attacking it. Now, Jesus wasn't saying we've got to be violent, okay? Don't, don't take that. Uh, really, a better kind of paraphrase of, of what was being said here, if you stay this out, is the realm of heaven's kingdom is bursting forth and passionate people have taken hold of its power. Yeah. It's the passionate people that are going to really grab a hold of the kingdom and experience all the power that God wants you to experience in the world today. Passionate people. People who get sick of the system of this world, who are fed up with this junk. Listen, some of you need to get a little upset. You really do. You need to be a little tired, have a little holy discontent with some of what you're dealing with. It should not feel right for you to be bound by sin. You shouldn't be okay with that. It should not feel right for you to be bound by depression, by sickness. We're, we're kingdom people. We're called to something greater. Jesus made a way. Some of you need to get fed up. It shouldn't feel right. We weren't called to live under the system. We're called to rise above the system of this world with Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not saying that your life's going to be perfect because it's not. Because here's the reality you got to understand. Yes, we are kingdom carriers and the kingdom of heaven is now, but the fullness of the kingdom is not going to take place until Jesus comes back, takes all of the Christians out. There's a thousand year reign and then he comes back. The world is burned up and we start over with a brand new kingdom of heaven here on earth. That's going to happen someday, but that ain't here right now. We still live in a broken world. And so because this world is broken, there's some brokenness that's going to try to get on you as an as a, as a earthly citizen. Even though you're a kingdom citizen, some of that brokenness is going to try to get on you. And so Jesus says, be of good cheer though. There's trouble that's going to come, but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. And why does he say be of good cheer? Because here's the deal. He overcame the world and because he overcame the world, you can overcome the world. So yeah, you're going to face stuff, but in Christ Jesus, you're going to overcome. And that's why we've got these verses like 1 Peter 2, 9. It says, you are a chosen people. Listen to this, okay? I'm talking to you. If you're a child of God, I'm talking to you right now. You're a chosen people. You are royal priests. You're royalty. You're a holy nation. God's very own possession. That's who you are if you made Jesus the Lord of your life. Now look at this. As a result, so in other words, based on that, here's what we're supposed to do. It says, you can show others the goodness of God. This is kingdom living. We're to show others the goodness of the kingdom of God. Not just to say, well, this is, well, we're all in this mess together. That's not good news. <laughs> For he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Am I preaching good this morning? Are you guys getting anything on this? He called us out of the kingdom of this darkness. We're called out of this garbage. Romans 5, 17. For if by one man... One man's offense, death reigned. What reigned? Death. What reigned? Death, death was reigning. That's the, that's the world system. Through the one, it's talking about Adam's sin, what he did. Much more, those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will, what does it say next? Reign in. Reign in. Reign in life. Reign in life. Doesn't say eternal life. Doesn't say in heaven. Reign in life. It's talking about right now. We're to reign now. Through the one, Jesus Christ. Jesus made a way 
so we could reign in this world with him, reign in life. That's what God wants to do. That's what he wants you experiencing. And see, I think we struggle with that sometimes. People struggle with that. But what people don't realize is that's, that's how God intended it from the beginning. If you go back to Genesis chapter one, God's creating man. I want you to see this this morning. Genesis chapter one, verse 26 to 28 says this, and God said, let us make man in our image. And when it's talking about man here, it's really talking about mankind. Let's make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. Who's them? That's man, that's humans, okay? Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over, the, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So notice there's a dominion that we're walking in over everything. Let me just tell you something that was creeping on the earth when this was said. That was the devil and, all, and demonic influence. Yeah. So we're to have dominion over that. So God created man in his own image and in the image of God, he created him, he, him, male and female, he created them. So God creates mankind in his image and God blessed them and God said unto them, listen to this, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. What I want you to see is when God created man, humankind originally, he created us and gave us dominion in this earth. Dominion to rule and reign in this earth. And we were created, listen, we were created, the world was created to serve you, not you to serve the world. And this is big for you to understand today because we're living in a day and age where people are talking about stuff like your carbon footprint. And they're saying stuff like I read recently a statement that was said that said uh, for people to have more than one child in the world today is a crime against humanity. I want you to hear this this morning. That is complete garbage. That is not agree with the word of God and the plan of God. God said, be fruitful and multiply, subdue the earth. It's not our job to serve the earth. Now, listen, I'm not saying we just drive around throwing trash out our windows and spraying Aquanet on each other. (laughs) We still, we still need to take care of the earth, but it's not our job to serve the earth. Our job is to serve God. And as we serve God, he'll take care of the earth. And one of the reasons why we're seeing all the problems that we're seeing in the earth today is not because we're not serving the earth well, it's because people aren't serving God well. And there's a curse on the earth and there ain't nothing nobody's gonna do that's gonna fix that outside of Jesus coming back and burning it all up. Okay, so anyway. So God gives Adam and Eve dominion and then we know what they do, they sin, right? And when they do, they hand over dominion to the enemy. And they're able to hand it over to the enemy because they actually had it. See, that's the kind of dominion they had. God gave them complete dominion. And with that, he gave them the ability to give it away. And when they sinned, that's what they did. And so man handed over dominion. And so Jesus comes on the scene. And what did Jesus come to do? He came to win back what was lost. And so Jesus comes and... And, and many of you may be wondering why before Jesus came as a man. Well, here's why he came as a man. Because in order to win back what was lost by man, God would have to send someone to represent man to be able to, to fix it. Yes. God couldn't just fix it from the God perspective. He had to send a man. And there was no man that could fix it. So God sent his own man. In fact, look at this verse with me. Man, I love this verse. This is uh, Isaiah 59, verse 15. The Lord looked and was displeased that there was no justice. He saw that there was no one 
He was appalled that there was no one to intervene. So his own arm worked salvation for him. And his own righteousness sustained him. He put on righteousness as his breastplate and the helmet of salvation on his head. He put on the garments of vengeance and wrapped himself in the zeal as in a cloak. So here's what that verse tells us. God looked at the status of this world and he said, there's no man that can fix it, but I need a man to fix it. So I'm gonna send my own right hand man, Jesus. I'm gonna send him into this world. God himself wrapped in flesh would be born of a virgin into this world. And he would come under the system of the enemy and he would live in perfection under that system. And the very, the, it became our new representative. See, Adam was our first representative and he messed it all up. Jesus came and lived under that same system that God had created, but lived perfectly and died a death that he did not deserve. And so because of him, now we can enjoy and experience something that we don't reserve. The same law that plunged the entire world into sin was the very same law that allowed Jesus to undo it all. Isn't that amazing? And so Jesus, through the cross, through his resurrection, he wins back dominion. You know what he does as soon as he gets it? He gives it right back over to us. He says, all authority has been given unto me. He says, therefore go. What he's saying in that moment is, I've got it all now and I'm handing it over to you. I got the keys and I'm giving them back to you. And we see in Luke 10, 19, Jesus said, behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. Serpents and scorpions in the Bible are are representative of demonic influence. I've given you authority over them and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. So now we get to step into the new kingdom living. We get to have that same dominion that was made available. We can walk in it once again because Jesus won it back and hands it over to us. And yes, we still live in a broken world, but the kingdom of God is alive in anyone who's willing to surrender to it. The kingdom of heaven is anywhere that the rule of God is taking place. So the question becomes, is the rule of God taking place in your life? And if it is, we can not only have it, but we can share it. Because God can bring heaven into us and then he can bring heaven into the world through us. That's what Jesus said. When you pray, pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, come here. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven, there's no sickness, there's no pain, there's no fear. In heaven, there's a perfect connection with God and the will of God is that here, now. And let me just tell you something, God doesn't will something impossible. So if God wills it, it's possible. And I want you to know, the kingdom of heaven is available now. Now, it's going to take some some faith. It's going to take a fight. Because there is an enemy that wants to tell you, you can't, you don't have access to this. You can't come in. This isn't for you. And you're going to have to know about it. And that's what we want to do over the next several weeks. We want to unpack some of this for you so you understand what's available. It's available now. What's available And how do we need to position ourselves in order to to flip the script on its head and walk in what God has for us? That's what we want to show you over the next several weeks. So let me just encourage you, come to church, be here. Don't don't give me this one week and be done and, you know, and not understand the kingdom. Like, be here. You need to be here. We're we're building on something here. So keep coming back, okay? Keep coming back to church. Because I believe God is beginning something in us and he's going to unpack it more and more. Amen? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? What's the Holy Spirit saying to you today in this message?
Just take a moment right there. Just get quiet and listen to what it is God might be saying to you. Lord, I pray that you would speak to us. Show us where maybe we've missed it. Show us where we believe lies. Show us those areas of our life where we've allowed that greasy looking devil to convince us that we can't step into some of what you have for us. Thank you, Lord God. You're breaking off those lies. You're breaking off those half-truths that people have believed. The kingdom of heaven is anywhere that the rule of God has taken place. So the question for you is, is the rule of God taking place in you today? And maybe you're here today and you would say, Pastor Josh, it's not. It really isn't. Like I've, I've never made Jesus the Lord of my life. I've never surrendered my, my life over to him, repented from my sins, turned from my wicked ways. I've never done that. I know I'm not where I should be with God. And I know I want to get right today. If that's you, I want you to know Jesus loves you. That's why he went to the cross. The Bible says that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising its shame. That means that he was willing to go through everything he went through because there was a joy that was set before him. And that joy was you. It was having a relationship with you. It was being close to you. He was thinking of you. And he's thinking of you right now. And he loves you. And he doesn't want you living as just a citizen of this earth. He wants you to step into the kingdom status that he has for you today as a child of God, as a king's kid. So if you've never done that today, or maybe you're here today and you've done it, but you know you're not where you should be with God today, I wanna, I wanna pray with you a prayer. And I'm gonna pray a prayer, and I want you to just repeat after me And New Song Church, since we're agreeing with these people that are praying this prayer, I want you to say this loud and proud with me this morning. Say, Father God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. God, I've sinned. And I'm, I, I know I'm a sinner and I repent. I ask you to forgive me. Jesus, I know you died for me and I know you rose so I could be raised to new life through you. So I give you my life, all my life, my past, my present, my future. I make you Lord, not my will, but yours be done. Not my kingdom, but your kingdom. Thank you for saving me. I love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. New Song Church, let's give those a hand that prayed that prayer this morning. How awesome is that? We're so grateful. I want to invite our altar ministry team to come down at this time. If you're here today and you have a prayer need of any kind, we want to pray for you. We've got these guys down here. And they're, they're here to join our faith with you in whatever it is that you might be believing for. Uh, maybe you're here today and you're dealing with some stuff in your finances. Maybe you're here today, you're dealing with stuff in your physical body. Maybe you're here today and you're dealing with some kind of emotional battle. Maybe you're just dealing with fear, whatever it may be. We, we have a saying here at New Song Church, if it matters to you, it matters to God. And when we say that, we mean that in its entirety. If it matters to you and it's big, it matters to God. But you know what? If it matters to you and it's small, it still matters to God. He cares about you. And because he cares about you, loves you, we care about you and love you. Because we're about kingdom business here. 
So we'd love to pray for you today. And I want to encourage you. I think it's sometimes it's easy for us to go forward for prayer when we really are like, man, I, I've got a big problem. But I think sometimes we miss out on some of what God wants to do when we join with other people in faith because we think, oh, it's not that big a deal. No, it's a big deal because it matters to you. So don't leave today with, with a burden, be it big or small. If you carried something in that you want to leave here, leave it here. And we'd love to pray for you. And also, if you, if you prayed that prayer today to make Jesus the Lord of your life, I want to encourage you to come down, let one of these guys know. Uh, we'd love to just encourage you in that. And we actually have a book that we want to put in your hands that's going to help you walk out this new life that God has called you to. So church, let's stand. And we're, gonna, we're, we're not done yet, so don't leave. Don't start putting your stuff away yet. Stay with me. The sizzler will wait. You'll be able to get to it. It'll be there. But, but right now, this is our opportunity to respond. You've just heard a word, right? And what you've heard is the kingdom is now. What you've heard is you have access to God right now. What you've heard is God loves you and he wants to minister to you right now. What you've heard is you can have a relationship with God where you can touch him with your love right now and thank him for what he's done. So I think it's only appropriate that we just take a moment and say, Jesus, we love you. In fact, did you lift your hands with me this morning? Jesus, we love you and we're so grateful that you died in our place, that you came, Jesus, and you, you, you became a man and you put on flesh. You downsized yourself into the womb so that you could die in our place and make a way so we could walk in the fullness of your kingdom. We're so grateful. We couldn't do this on our own. You made a way. And so right now, Lord, we say we love you. We say we're so grateful for what you've done. And I pray, Lord, if there's anyone in this room who has a prayer need of any kind, no matter how big or small it may be, that you would draw them into your altars to step out in faith and receive all you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from New Song Church. If you have a prayer need or would like more information about New Song, you can email info at newsongpeople.com. If you would like to partner with New Song through giving, Go to www.newsongpeople.com forward slash give. And if you want to stay connected to New Song, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for New Song People.